Hello, everyone, and welcome to Laser Focus, presented by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Justin Wolpert. Now, let me welcome in my wonderful co-host, Faith. Hi, everyone. So, Faith, why don't we start by talking about the uh, elephant in the room, Antonio Brown. Yeah, so the Patriots signed him this weekend, and it was pretty exciting for us fans. Uh, With him on the field, I think the Patriots would be virtually unstoppable. But not long after, we learned that because of circumstances, he might not even play. And if he does, it might not be for that long. Yes. So obviously, we we all know Antonio Brown has been accused of sexual assault and and rape. Uh, the The Patriots and the league reportedly were unaware, and the Patriots have released this statement. We are aware of the civil lawsuit that was filed earlier today against Antonio Brown, as well as the response by Antonio's representatives, said the statement released Tuesday night. We take these allegations very seriously. Under no circumstances does this organization condone sexual violence or assault. The league has informed us that they will be investigating. We will have no further comment while that investigation takes place. And we obviously agree with this statement. Yes, we do. And let me just say, we had a very fun segment to begin the episode, and we had to scrap it because we didn't feel it was appropriate to use given the circumstances. Yeah. So, just just because... Obviously, it's not a guarantee that he's not on the team. I mean, he practiced today, which usually means you play. But obviously, there's a lot of unknowns right now. And this is a really sensitive situation. Mm-hmm. But I'll just, just since it's a possibility, if he is on the team, I think that they would be pretty unbelievable. And it would, quite frankly, be kind of unfair to the rest of the league <laughs> just because of, I mean, if you, it's, it's just, kind of mind-boggling to think of Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman on a field all trying to be covered with also Sony Michelle and like a very deep running back core in the backfield. It's just, it, it was, it was, a, it's a scary thought if it happens. Um, if he isn't out there though, cause that's also a possibility. Um, I'm, I'm honestly not really that worried just because of the way that they looked Sunday and because of the level the defense was playing at. So what are your thoughts? First of all, I think it's pretty unbelievable that the Patriots are getting off of at least a tampering investigation. The timing of this is pretty unbelievable. So, I mean, <laughs> it's it's looking at this from a fan of the a fan is the NFL, not a Patriots fan. I, I think that it, the NFL has a responsibility to at least look into tampering here. I mean, <laughs> look at the and also look at how excited he was when he got released. Anyway, if he's on the field. Uh, you know, obviously, I think he'll be good, but I have a little more con- I have a little more concern than you do, Faith. So, in oh, first of all, um, I'm not positive that he's going to know how to read an actual NFL playbook. He played in Pittsburgh, and he barely we never actually saw him on the field in Oakland. And in Pittsburgh, it seems like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, did a lot of pump fakes and kind of just chucked up some prayers. So. Hopefully he knows how to run routes. Hopefully he can listen to direction from his quarterback. Uh, These are all huge question marks. Additionally, um, for lack of a better word, he's a cancer in the locker room in most places that he's been. So we'll see how it works. But if it works, if it's going to work anywhere, it's going to be here. But he's going to have to get onto good terms with Tom Brady and it, the Patriots' offense is not an easy offense to learn. It took it took yeah. Philip Dorsett in, in... a year and a half, and it took Patterson. A long time. Obviously, we traded away Darius Thomas. And he was going to get so. hurt anyway. We were just praying he wasn't going to get um, hurt. But just so, so if he isn't on the field, are you confident as I am? As confident yeah, I as almost I think it, at this point, it might be a better thing if he's not on the field. Because, I mean, you have okay. Josh Gordon. 
you have you have everyone else and yeah i mean let's face it marius thomas was going to get hurt we were just praying he wasn't he's going to go re-injure that achilles with the jets by week six it'll happen it'll happen yeah and obviously we're not saying like oh my god we hope he's playing and like we hope they just forget about this because it's obviously a really serious subject but yes of course of course right now so as we all watched the patriots opened up the season on sunday night football against the pittsburgh steelers had a very nice banner ceremony that sixth banner is up on the wall up on the whatever the thing on gillette stadium and the patriots blew out the steelers 33 to 3 so faith since we were there uh just initial thoughts on the banner ceremony first of all it was it was really funny so they i so 2001 they had bledsoe come out they they had law come out mcginnis rob minkovich martellus bennett and then you're the place is getting the energy you can just like feel it getting like so like crazy in gillette stadium and we're thinking Gronk's about to come out for the most recent one and Kraft comes out, and and I have a video of it, and I, I was thinking maybe I just remembered it this way, but it didn't actually happen. I listened to the video, this really happened. The cheers kind of, like, <laughs> deflate. And Don't say deflate. Kind of like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know that's a... Do not say that word. That's a forbidden word. <laughs> the cheers kind of s- silenced almost, and it was just kind of, like, clapping, and, like... It, it, the energy just started to lower. Yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting, but we were expecting someone else. Yeah, and then you just see a still very large man coming out of the shadows, and it was Gronk, and the place just exploded, it did. It did. and he spiked the ball, and God Smash was playing, and it was like everyone was getting like oh blah, blah. like everyone was like talking like oh Gronk like blah blah, and then fireworks start going off i honestly so much was going on i wasn't even paying attention the banner drops and it was just like crazy the energy was already so high in there and then the game started it continued we were so loud for the defense i haven't heard a game that loud in actually quite a long time yeah i haven't heard after the banner ceremony this is um i think the loudest i've ever heard the crowd sing the national anthem i was not at the bruins game uh after the boston marathon bombing when renee rancourt stopped singing and let the crowd do it but this was a very, very loud national anthem. So I think that that was great. Now let's get into the game because the Patriots, I think, were above average. And uh, the Steelers, just they didn't show up. This was a disgrace. Yeah. And I, I hate to just keep bringing up Antonio Brown because I know we're talking about him all. Oh, please. He, he just dominates the news. But quickly, just I just his name just needs to be part of this detail. But I think... Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, last year was like, oh my gosh, one of the best receivers and people had all these expectations and we, he's been being labeled now as one of the best receivers in the league. And you obviously saw JC Jackson made a comment like, I actually don't think he is. And you kind of saw, there's no pe- there's no one double covering Antonio Brown and Schuster kind of looked a little shell shocked in the game. On me, honestly, he didn't really look like he was performing. Well yeah, at all. I mean, he, he clearly couldn't handle Patriots double coverage. <clears throat> but Bill Belichick is really good about taking away your best offensive weapon. And the fact that it was yeah. his first time getting double covered, I think that was a bit of a shock because I mean, those two forces collide, and you have like you know a superhuman thing. So you know, I don't think Juju's always going to be this bad against um, against double coverage. But one one major concern that I had at the beginning of the game was when Tom Brady missed Julian Edelman twice. It was clearly overthrown twice by Tom Brady. And I'm in my seat. I didn't say it out loud at the time, Faith, but I'm in my seat. And I'm like, 
oh my God, is this happening? Oh my God, this isn't the cliff. This is not the cliff. But oh my God, is it? Because he, he missed, he missed so, Edelman twice and it was his fault. My, my thought process was, I've said this many times, if you know me, you know that I absolutely love Tom Brady with all of my heart. I'm obsessed with him, like, like ridiculous. So I would never say anything like bad. But I do, not like in a critical way, but I do think, you saw it last year, I do think it's he's a little bit behind with the receivers just because he doesn't attend yes. OTAs and personally. Passing camp, too. And you he could should see be going to OTAs and passing camps. And you, you could see in the game that he, that he, you know, it was like a slow start getting into it. Obviously not as slow as last year because they, a couple minutes. And they well, I mean, on. he had he had better weapons you could, this year. And you, but you could you could see a little bit of a slow start at the beginning. Yeah, of the, I mean the, the, the passing attack especially looked anemic in the first half of the first quarter. It was awful. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. it was really concerning. Like just a couple, yeah, just the first two drives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously the run attack came out, and it it seemed to be a midseason form. They didn't really use Sony Michelle too much, but uh, James White. The run game wasn't really working. It, it, I'm it not, seemed it was better than the sure offense, and it seemed like it went well. The run yeah. game? I thought the run game looked fine. Oh, I thought it was really ineffective. Sony Michelle really didn't do much. I think James White might have had a couple runs, but Burkett and White were really used more as receivers in the game just because of, I think, the way that they planned it out, and that's because we don't have a tight end, so they're going to Yeah, I mean, be I don't know if it was schematic, but Sony Michelle had 15 carries for 14 yards. Uh, yeah, that is, which is awful. James White, four for That's... 26 yards, which is okay. Not great. Six and a half average. Rex Burkhead yeah. had eight carries for 44 yards. He's the leading rusher on the team this game. Um, and he averaged 5.5 yards. Yeah, so obviously the passing yes, game was Yes, the more passing dominant. game was more and... dominant. And to your point about James yeah. White, James White had five receptions for 56 yards on seven targets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Also, so now we'll move into the defense, which I think was like there was so much hype around it. And I think actually seeing it in the game and seeing them only give up a field goal to the Steelers, who also had a lot of hype just going into the season, I think that was really like a confirmation to because we, we were, you know, we were basing it off the preseason, which is kind of not really yeah, reliable, it's not, it's honestly. Not. Um, to see it in a real game was really encouraging for me. And I thought the defense was I thought they were awesome. good, but like, I, I really, almost really feel like awesome. there's a little bit of room for improvement. I thought it was good. Uh, which is, yeah, which is the crazy but, thing. But, I mean, you know. Number one for me, linebackers. Unbelievable. They were good. Like, really unbelievable. And they didn't even have Kyle Van Noy. And then corners. Because yeah. passing game was almost I mean, non-existent yeah, jo- for Jonathan Jones is the only one. It's part of the nine. 90- focus and I was I was shocked I I got a notification yesterday that a Patriot not named Stefan Gilmore or Tom Brady was on that list and I thought yeah. to myself oh it's probably Josh Gordon it's and, uh, Jonathan Gilmore Jones actually, which is great Gil- yeah Gilmore was actually one of the him and Tom were like Sunday night football's like players of the game or whatever because Gilmore almost basically shut down Juju Smith-Schuster not completely but almost mm-hmm. so he was really excellent, yeah, I mean, too, uh, including Jonathan Jones, obviously. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster still had six receptions on eight targets, but the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is not using his number one receiver all that much because Ben Roethlisberger threw 47 times 
uh, 27 for 47, actually, which is pretty bad. Um, so that, that's a testament to the defense. But I almost feel like that, that pass rush could be better. They, they only had one sack, right? Yeah, but, but also James Conner was ineffective, really. Oh, he was. He was. And they, they didn't convert a third down for a long time. They didn't have a play over 10 yards for a long time. Can we get back to the offense? Kind of reminiscent to the Super Bowl. Yeah, can we get, can we get back to the offense? I had a few more points I wanted to make on that. Oh, yeah. So uh, Julian Edelman got his 500th career reception. It feels like every time we go to one of these games, something happens. Tom Brady breaks the record. But this time it was Julian Edelman. Cool accomplishment yes. for an undrafted free agent uh, who's turned into a star in New England. Who is it? A major concern that I had is why are they using a trick play? And Faith, you can explain the trick play better than why are they using a trick play in the first quarter of the first game? I do not like um, that. I know that was said a lot, but I did do a little bit of research and we actually did the same exact play against Green Bay last year in the regular season. So Okay, but I just think yeah. I think back to the Do Your Job documentary where they beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. And they go back to that Baltimore game where they needed that Edelman to Amendola pass, and they almost used it in Kansas City. And Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick both said, thank God we didn't because we needed it. Why are you using a trick play week one? I know the game was a little shaky at the moment, but do you really need to use a trick play against Pittsburgh at home week one? I think they were just like, I don't know, I'm just trying yeah, to I, I, I did not like that, and I do well, not I, think I that know you you're need saying to do that. that. I know you're saying that, but literally last season, we did the same exact play. Julian Edelman to James White. Yeah, and I, did, I didn't like it then, throw. but at least it's later in the season. Why are you starting with trick plays? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, another, another thing I have, Josh Gordon just looked great. I mean, people should not, people do not hold on to balls after being hit. Yeah, and I do times where Josh Gordon take hits, took hits, especially that second one. I I could not believe that he still held on to that. That is ridiculous. Quick, quick thought on him. Um, He actually sounded really great in his press conference. He sounded he did. He sounded like he was in a really good place. I could honestly, personally, I could tell by his voice that he did sound like he honestly just sounded more aware and like. It's it's unbelievable what you can do when you're off drugs, isn't it? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, so he, he looks good. Yeah. Another person. Let's get on to special teams a little bit. Well, before we do, I also don't want to discredit Philip Dorsett, who had an unbelievable game. Oh, it he was really a did. Big Especially that, that, that 58-yard pa- uh, pass play from Tom Brady to Philip yeah, Dorsett. Yeah, which was also was, a dime. That, that was, was great. great throw. That was great. Gunnar Olszewski. And if you had talked to me on Saturday – I would tell you the Patriots should cut Gunnar Olszewski to make room for Antonio Brown. Yeah. But after seeing the way that that kid punt returns, I say they have to keep him. I don't want to see Julian Edelman and I don't want to see Antonio Brown. And I think he might be better than both of them because he's, he's more explosive. He's younger. He's less prone to injury. I mean, some of these, some of these punt returns he's doing, you know, he he obviously needs to get a little bit better with decision-making. But, I don't know if it's his cuts or if it's or if he's just really fast, but he was making guys miss. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's no hesitation with him, with which is slightly concerning because he needs to get better at the decision making. But it's split second decision making, so you know. So again, on the defense, I mean, this this defense is is truly going to overwhelm op- offenses. And against bad teams, I really do feel that this defense will force fumbles just because of their fundamentals and just because of their tackling. Faith, what do you think about that? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I was just really impressed with them, honestly, overall. Yeah, so. I mean, like I said, I, I feel like there's more improvement for on offense, but I also feel like there's a considerable amount of improvement on defense. Yeah, which is what makes it, which is what like makes me so excited for the rest of the season and gives yeah. me like a lot of excitement. I mean, that just it makes it very, very concerning. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we get on to our three key players of the game, Faith? Why don't you start with that? Yeah, so my first key player of the game was Jonathan Jones. Um, obviously, you take out Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, I I am almost positive that Ben Roethlisberger led the lead in, lead, league in passing yards last year. So you'd think that he'd find other receivers because he's pretty he, good. He the led the league because he hucked it up to Antonio Brown, <laughs> and Antonio Brown could catch it. You know what? Historically, he's very effective throwing the ball. So, you know, I would think people like Washington and and Switzer, some of their other receivers would, would get the ball. But Jonathan Jones did a great job of shutting down other receivers. So mm-hmm. he broke up two passes, like really good breakups. One of them was like, and he actually only allowed a total of 19 yards on all of his targets, which is pretty awesome. So just let me talk about that pass breakup on that deep throw. That was awesome i don't know how he didn't get a flag i mean he just put his arms out it was just it's fundamental bill belichick teaches fundamentals yeah i was just gonna say perfect football perfect defending bill must love that Mm -hmm. um my second key player is josh gordon uh just because i'm really happy to see how healthy he is and that he obviously is really in great shape and he looked like he had great chemistry with tom and he was making all the plays that he needed to make so that really was exciting to see and my third one is Tom Brady, um, just because I think I don't think we could leave him out of our key players. He missed two. He had two awful throws at the beginning of that game. But but he drop was dropping dimes. I mean that throw to Gordon had to be in the perfect spot for him. It did it did. But I I don't necessarily want to reward to games where someone in the wasn't first perfect. Quarter, and he threw in two amazing passes to Philip Dorsett. So. That's he did. He did. And just going back to your Jonathan Jones point, um, Jonathan Jones didn't get beat for a big play. Um, Jason McCourty was the one guy on defense who got beat for a big play. Yeah. And that yeah. is unacceptable. Yeah. And Harmon was the safety there. So that yeah. was, yeah. That was, that was like the one play where like the defense needs to for sure improve, but overall they can definitely improve. Okay. So my three, um, I'm obviously not going to repeat the ones Faith had. So Philip Dorsett's my first one. I thought that he looked great in the preseason, and I was expecting him to look great in uh, the regular season too, and he did. Uh, that 58-yard pa- uh, touchdown from Tom Brady was really good. His route running seems better. He seems like he's, he's more in with the team this year. So I'm really excited to see how this goes. Uh, if Antonio Brown, you know, assuming Antonio Brown does play for the Patriots, I'm not sure what Philip Dorsett's production is going to be, but he's a good he's a good slot receiver. He can run on the outside too. Uh, my next player is Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, we we discussed him earlier, but the punt return is unbelievable. I mean, the Patriots paid a lot of money for Cordero Patterson to come here as a punt return. I know they used him for other things, but Gunnar's punt return ability to start off with is really really good. So I'm very excited to see how he plays against, I don't know, bad teams such as 
oh, I don't know, Miami, the Jets, the Bills, the Browns, which we'll get to all of those. Um, and my third, my third key player here is Steven Guskowski. Wow. And Steven Guskowski, <laughs> I, I agree. mean, I agree really why I, why I want to give it to Steven Guskowski is because the, uh, the special teams, the kicking unit wasn't great in the preseason. And Steven Guskowski, over the last five years, in the last game of the season, whether it's a Super Bowl or an AFC championship, usually a Super Bowl, maybe cost me $500, <laughs> and I'm a little bitter about that, 500 against the Atlanta uh, in the Atlanta Super Bowl. But it was just great to see him not miss a field goal, not miss yeah. anything. You, granted, most of them were easy, yeah. but it was good. So just to quickly recap, our six key players of the game between me and Justin are Jonathan Jones, Josh Gordon, Tom Brady, Philip Dorsett, Gunnar Olszewski, and Steven Goskowski. Yes, and obviously we mentioned this earlier, but Jonathan Jones is part of the Pro Football Focus 90 Club. They rate every player on a scale of 1 to 100. And uh, Pro Football Focus has some advanced metrics that I don't know about. But Faith, why don't we get into... We're, what we're going to do is we're going to rate the opposing, the opposing team's okay. coach. So basically it's on a scale of 0 to 10, zero being Hugh Jackson and 10 being <laughs> Bill Belichick. So, Faith, why don't you give us your rating for Mike Tomlin Mike as a Tomlin, coach? Um, five, four and a half, four and a half. Yeah, okay. so four and a half. I, I think some of it was out of his hands. I mean, his players just weren't even executing. I mean, the center forgot to snap the ball. I don't know how hard that is. So, I think some of it was just out of his hands, you know. Yeah, I mean, some of it may have been out of his hands. He's yeah. still the coach. Oh, of He's course, still the of coach. Course. That's why it's under five. So I was going to give him a seven. Like, halfway through the game, I'm like, okay, you know, Mike Tomlin's not looking completely incompetent here. Yes, he's getting blown up, but he's not looking completely incompetent. And then he threw the ball on the one and didn't run it. And, yes, I know the Patriots had their big guys out there, but you needed one yard to get a touchdown, and you and couldn't do it. And then he didn't go for the fourth down and kicked a field goal. Oh, I'm I'm totally fine with that. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop you to a six. And then I heard Mike Tomlin's post-game press conference. And he said that his players weren't ready for prime time. And I thought to myself, would we ever hear Bill Belichick say that? How can you say your players weren't ready for prime time? Who is in charge of getting those players ready and motivated for prime time? I know. It's- I don't know. Maybe, maybe I wasn't done, Faith. Maybe the coach is in charge of getting the players ready for but prime anyway, time Sunday as, night football at Gillette as Stadium. As says, whether it's with travel, the time difference, weather, whatever, he says it doesn't matter. We're focused on the football game. Time doesn't matter. Where, where you're playing doesn't matter. So that shouldn't have even been a factor. How can you not prepare your team for Sunday night football in Foxborough when they raise a banner and you didn't make the playoffs last year? How are you not able to motivate your players? Mike Tomlin has completely lost control of that locker room. He should have been fired last year. I don't understand why he's still there. All right. So so why don't we go around the NFL now? So, Faith, should we start with the debacle in the AFC East or the debacle in Cleveland? Um, Let's quickly just talk about the AFC East. Obviously, the okay. the Jets leaded uh, the game by timeout, led... timeout, timeout. Obviously, the Jets led the game by sixteen points, and the Buffalo Bills, out of anyone, came back to win the game, which surprised me. But those yeah. two teams can we both just... didn't look very good. 
it was it was awful. It was I mean, this is how the hell did the Jets blow a 16 point lead to Buffalo at home? You blew a 16 point lead to Josh Who Allen. Also didn't look how that do you good. do that? So those two teams are like bad. Oh, they they looked awful. I mean, the <clears throat> everyone has the Jets as a dark horse for for a playoff yeah. contention. Um, that was it was hard. It, it was. was horrible. And then to to finish up the AFC East uh, debacle that we're talking about with the Miami Dolphins blowing a fifty nine. That was a disgrace. Fifty nine points to Lamar Jackson, who I have said before, worked on his story. They gave up fifty nine points at home. So, that's not something so you do. Now we talked about that's the AFC East. You were. I can confidently say we're going to win the division, and they they don't even I mean, look like any competition. Do you agree? Yes, I mean yes and no. I mean I'm scared of, that the Patriots have to go play on the grass field, but um, I mean, can we just yeah, talk about move on what a disgrace it with what a disgrace it is to your fans to give up 59 points at yeah. home? How like and I just want to say. I don't think this is completely Brian Flores' fault. I guess five players requested trades more, after the game. More, like, more. there is there is no motivation there. They all know they yeah. suck, and they all know they have to play Tom it's, Brady twice. So I really, I really I don't, don't know. I don't, I don't know. There, there was probably some issues in the locker room when, when veterans like Kenny Stills, Laramie Tunso, like people like them are are traded. Who got overpaid in Houston, by the way? <laughs> I'm, Laramie I'm Tunsil. I'm sure there's a, in, in Kiko Alonso, who actually I've heard was a bit of a cancer. But anyway, when when, when <laughs> veterans bit. are traded away, it's multiple of them, multiple of your – actually, your probably best players on the team are traded away. I understand what's going on there. I don't but care. How do you give up that many points at home? How do you points, how do you give up fifty nine points at home? Fifty nine points. That is uncalled for. That's in, that's sad. That's uncalled ridiculous. For. The one the one week a year where you expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to actually be good because you know he just goes back into his shell Fitz week magic, two or three. Justin Ryan Fitzmagic <laughs> wasn't much magic. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. It was Ryan okay. Fitz suck. It okay, was. it was awful. Now, speaking of sucking, can we talk about the Cleveland Browns? Because for a long time, everyone's like, oh, Cleveland's going to be good. They were a dark horse for the Super Bowl. They're going to win their division. Obviously, we didn't pick them. These are some, you know, asinine picks at this point. They got blown out at home 43-13 to by the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota at home. You know what? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. out of the tunnel wearing his... $350,000 $350,000 watch ready to go. Yeah. Which you're not which you're not allowed to wear any non-NFL licensed merchandise. He's wearing a $350,000 watch. Aren't you there to win, Odell? Why are you wearing a watch to play the game? Why? Why? I just want to know why he did that. Is it to show off to some Instagram model he's dating? Like, why are you wearing a $350,000 watch to the game? He insists on wearing the watch again next week really yeah so he's is he getting fined by the I, nfl for I this i believe so and because chad ochocinco a long time ago wore cleats with pictures of him on him that were like oversized clown shoes to warm-ups and he got he got screwed yeah. with the fines and, um, odell seven catches 71 yards they only had one touchdown a field goal it, you know two field goals i'm sorry but I, I, I feel like most of this is on Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, me I mean, too. 
Odell Beckham has the talent. Baker yes, Mayfield yes, he's a huge throw distraction. To Malcolm Butler. Hmm, where have I heard that before? Anyway, uh. mm, Russell Wilson <laughs> on the one. Pete Carroll. Uh, I wonder where that comes from. So let's let's talk about some injuries because there were two major injuries. So first of all, Nick Foles got hurt with the Jags. Yeah. So that's obviously a huge loss yeah, for the Jags. Yeah, we all know. Uh, we all know out- how much I. Hate Philly, but Nick Foles is a really great guy and does a lot of great things for whatever community he's in. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he still won a Super Bowl <laughs> it, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Disappointing to see him get hurt, though. Honestly, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to wish anyone yeah. getting hurt. But exactly, um, I, I hate the Eagles. Um, what? But I, one interesting thing that came from that game: um, whoever they picked in the sixth round, that quarterback who it's pretty irrelevant who he even is. He was the first player. He yeah. was the first quarterback in that um, draft class to play. His name is which Gardner is cool. Minshew. He came from a community college. And yeah, I know he came in late in the game and they still lost, but they did score 24 points and he didn't even look that bad. Yeah. I mean, against Kansas city, yeah. it wasn't awful. Now speaking of Kansas city, we have talked about Tyreek Hill and obviously I don't want to wish injury on anyone, especially complicated and weird injuries. Uh, however, Tyreek Hill, um, you know, um, has some off-the-field issues that we've touched on um, and wasn't suspended for them, but allegedly beat yeah. his son. And so to see him get hurt, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to see a player get hurt, but Tyreek Hill got hurt and he's going to be out a significant portion of time. We don't have a timetable Actually, for it. Actually, it, there was but... one given out today, and I believe it was four to six weeks they were expecting. Four to six weeks? Okay. Uh, I saw timetables, predicted timetables that could be six okay, to eight yeah. weeks. So I think it's that's very tentative yeah. at the moment. But how is that going to affect Patrick Mahomes? Because the Kansas City Chiefs are yeah. obviously the biggest competition in the Sammy AFC Sammy Watkins looked like lightning in a bottle during the game. But that can only last so long because people like yeah, I mean, we're talking about a former Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo Bills receiver. Like, um, he can only be good for so long. Obviously, not every coach is Bill Belichick, but coaches can find can find a way to shut down one player and if that's all they and if that's all they have it's not going to work for very long and they can't rely on it to win every game oh so, they definitely can't and i mean i know it was hot in jacksonville which they also lost chris conley last year to also so they're kind of mm-hmm. without tyree kill it's a little it it does look a little problematic honestly in the long run yeah, I mean, it really could be problematic, and we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes really yeah. go through much. Think... We saw him lose some games, but we haven't seen him go through adversity with injuries, especially with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and LeSean McCoy obviously signed back homecoming with Andy Reid, so mm-hmm. not yeah, really yeah, that, whoop-de-doo, you know. whoop-de-doo, <laughs> never won a Super Bowl. Well, they they have a bit of a run game that they can rely on, but yeah, you know, LeSean McCoy is not what he was before, though. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, Faith, any other thoughts on the um, week one of the NFL? Um, Hunter Henry, um, I believe he had a torn ACL. He didn't even become eligible to come back until the playoffs last season. Um, he fractured his kneecap in the game against the Colts. Mm-hmm. So he's out for a significant amount of time. So that's a little unfortunate for the Chargers. Um, so I just wanted Some to say rough, that. rough injuries. Yeah. So, they lost. Uh, they lost their. They lost their starting safety too. I mean, that's that's yeah. rough. Unfortunate career for him. So yeah. Far. No. And can we can we just talk about that game actually? The Colts. Yeah. Uh, Colts one, Chargers. One more quick thing too that I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Peterson was also a healthy scratch, which was just that. Little, that was very odd to me when I saw that. Yeah. A little disrespectful to him, I think. But yeah, that was a little confusing. Yeah. So huge, huge credit to Jacoby Brissett and Frank Reich. 
in Indianapolis because they brought they brought the LA Chargers to their knees in in overtime. It took everything for Philip Rivers and Anthony Lynn to beat them. And yeah. I mean that's and just I, I that's very impressive. do have to say because of the love that um our area has for him. Adam Kinteri actually possibly blew that game for them. So. Oh he did. He sucked. He's yeah. my fantasy kicker. He sucked. Yeah. He was awful. Like, yeah. He was like Steven Guskowski in the playoffs level bad. It was <laughs> pretty, awful. Pretty sad, but horrible. I do I do give former Patriot quarterback Jacoby Brissett credit. He looked he looked surprisingly decent. Yeah. Yeah, he did look good. Speaking of former Patriots, um Talk a little bit about the debacle that Matt, Matt Patricia basically blew the game by calling a timeout. Did you see this? Um, hey. I I heard of it. Okay. I, I heard about it and I sort of looked and it was it's sloppy coaching. I so, yeah, sloppy I, coaching. I give it I give it week eight for him to be fired. That's all good. Well, that's, he's only been there a year. I'm sorry. I'm he's sorry. only been there a year, but I mean, what he are looks you? Like a terrible coach. I'm sorry. It was looking like nobody. I don't know. It's I mean. Yeah, Bill Belichick's coach basically tried to give away the game to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals still couldn't pull it together. First of all, I may add, but anyway, just... yeah, same thing. Same thing happened in Seattle. Um, Andy Dalton, if he didn't fumble the ball, I'm confident that he would have led a game-winning drive. But again, he, he's Andy Dalton. They're the Cincinnati Bengals. They weren't gonna. They weren't gonna beat Seattle. John they... Ross finally looks good, though. <laughs> yeah, woohoo! Because. John Ross is really the key to making that team win a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> John Ross is really the key to making that John team win a game. <laughs> oh, oh, he's the third? Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, he's a king. He's a king. <laughs> Give him a $30 million contract. He should be the right. highest paid <laughs> receiver in the league. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about Miami. They gave mm-hmm. 59 points at home. Obviously, this is a not the Patriots' favorite place to play. Not it might be the least play. favorite, actually. But it's there, or Arrowhead, or Denver. But we saw what we looked like the other day. There's a there's a possibility that we're gonna have Antonio Brown on the field with Tom Brady and Josh Gordon, Angelina Edelman. I see us. I see this being a really easy game for us. I'm excited to see what our defense is gonna do to yeah Ryan Fitzpatrick and whatever other random players they have out there trying to go against us. I'm excited to see Eric Rowe and Xavier Howard try to defend. Eric, Eric Rowe is their number one corner. So Eric Rowe will be on either Antonio Brown or Josh Gordon. Yeah. So, yeah. first of all, Faith, I don't disagree. I think the Patriots are going to win. I think it'll be a substantial margin. However, yeah. I, I do a CBS pick and pull, and the spread this week with the Miami Dolphins. 18 and a half. Yeah, it's 18 and a half points. I've been doing this pick and pull for four years, and this is the largest spread I've ever seen. The yeah, previous, the, pre- the, 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 the previous record, um, Faith, if you let me finish my point. I'm pre- sorry, okay? The previous record was held when Kansas City went to Arizona. 18 and a half points to three touchdowns. Uh, I'm not picking my, I'm not picking the Patriots to be able to cover. Miami's been a house of horrors for them. I yeah. think they're going to win due to some strange, due to some sucky circumstances. Well, not sucky circumstances, but due to some circumstances in which the Miami Dolphins suck and the Patriots are just really good. But I don't, I don't see them putting up fifty nine points. I think it'll be more of like a thirty to fifteen game or something. Yeah, I couldn't see them winning the spread with 
18 and a half points. I was like, this is a little bit far. Cause it's in, if, it's insane. If the Dolphins get, have another game where they give up more than 40 points, that is just embarrassment. I, I there, they won't because it's a divisional game and divisional games are closer than they have any business being. Yeah. So I don't think they will, but it, it should be, it should be good. But yeah. I, I mean, Eric Rowe against Antonio Brown. Are you kidding me? Or Eric Rowe against Josh Gordon. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Even Eric Rowe against Julian Edelman. Eric Rowe should be against, like, Nikhil Harry, who's not even going to play. Yeah. He's, he's He obviously, I mean, he, he played in the Atlanta Super Bowl, greatest comeback of all time. And he was he was actually really good um, in that Super Bowl. Uh, well, actually, shall I not say that because they gave up 28 points. But he was a good player that year. Um, but I haven't really he kind of fell off so i don't really have much faith in him and, and there's he's the number him. one receiver in miami cornerback no, i'm sorry i'm sorry cornerback he's the number one cornerback in miami yeah. how did that happen and <laughs> let me just say let me just say brian flores is not completely at fault here yeah he's he's gonna take some of the blame by the end of the season because he's not gonna be able to motivate yeah. any of these I mean, any I... of these players but it's not totally his fault i say give him a year let him let him get a real quarterback, or at least uh, let him get um, Josh Rosen yeah, in, I in think the in system. A, I think in a situation with the quarterback thing, just kind of like, I know nobody's admitting it, but like kind of the the top front office of the Dolphins kind of sinking the team. It's it's kind of a situation that Flores can't completely control. And I think that, that he's kind of losing the team but like out of his control. So. Yeah, it's it's not like if you like your coach and you like the ownership and, and you think they're going somewhere, then you don't request a trade. Like if five people, maybe more, requested a trade, that is that's a huge stain on ownership. Yeah, that's a that's... huge stain on the Miami Dolphins as a franchise. I mean, this is this is a team that 20, 20 30 years ago had and uh I hate myself. Why oh Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan Marino was their quarterback. <laughs> I mean, um, look at how far they sank. They've sank like a dead dolphin. Actually, dolphins float. They they've sank like a like a dolphin like shaped a sinking rock. ship. Like, like a, a sinking ship. ship. Yes, they are um, awful, and it's it's yeah. really unbelievable. I mean, it's unfortunate. And Brian Tannehill was kept there way too long. That <laughs> yeah. is a stain but just, on the just, Miami Dolphins just history. Just to um to wrap up our weekly overview of the NFL um. Monday Night Football. I actually had a lot of fun watching that game. Which one? It was, it was really competitive. I'm sorry. Which one? I know there were two games. I'm really sorry. Um, the Texan Saints. The seven. Oh yeah, that that was really good. Yeah, Sean Payton, was, coach of the week for me. That was, first of all, the Saints surgical final drive was amazing. That was that um, as a football fan. That was a yeah, treat to watch. And obviously. The Texans lost, but their drive with under two minutes left was also awesome. So it's it was a really entertaining game for me, and I that was that was really that was I didn't stay up for the second game. Just I had school the next day. It was a late night, but you didn't was, miss much. Joe Flacco sucked. <laughs> that was the final game that I watched the week, and I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I mean, on that first Monday Night Football game, it was really unbelievable. I mean, I'm watching the end of this, and it seemed to me like Bill O'Brien and Sean Payton both tried to lose the game. Yeah. Because... And, and um, they, they both scored, like, over 21 points, both teams did. So, but their defenses were still really good. I mean, you're going against 
DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Michael um, Thomas, like top receivers in the league. Deshaun Watson's not mm-hmm. bad, and Drew Brees obviously. Deshaun Deshaun Watson is unbelievable, probably because he had Hopkins, but he's they were those two were really good. Yeah, so the defenses honestly didn't even look that bad, even though they were, you know, but they they were going against really really great talent. So I, I mean, really yes, yes, but teams. New Orleans New Orleans should not be giving up that that many points at home. I was I I was really impressed with both teams. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, a game that we kind of failed to mention, and uh, probably rightfully so. But I just want to go back and say, shame on the NFL for giving us the Packers. Shame on the NFL for giving us the Packers Bears, where they, it was it was ten to three. It was awful. Yeah, that was a that was one of the worst football games I've ever like had to sit through and put myself through just because it was the first football game of the season. And I just was like, oh, I have to watch this. Yeah. Painful, painful, terrible it was awful. football it was by awful. both teams. Terrible. Ugh, terrible. Awful. How, I don't know how, I don't know who's going to win that division. Shame on the NFL for giving that to us. It's not completely their fault, but wow. I yeah. mean, Matt Nagy. Oh, wow. Oh, but how, can you, how can you only score three points at home against a division rival? Who yeah. is coming out of that division? Yeah, the Packers weren't all that good either, so I'm not oh, impressed they sucked. with them. They were awful. Just, yeah. Granted, Aaron Rodgers had a new coach, so it wasn't that bad. So anyway, Faith, to wrap it up, do the Patriots win in Miami? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I agree, but I think they struggle. I think they struggle in the first half. Uh, I even think Miami is up in the first half. I think it, you know, it could be like 10-10 or something. I think the Patriots pull it together in the second half. But Miami, they perennially struggle in Miami. Yeah, it's a grass also, field. It's humid out. It's early this season, but they always struggle in Miami. We obviously have a narrative with starting off slow, but this season just feels a little different to me. So I, I, don't, I don't see them struggling as much as you do. I obvi- I don't see it being as big of a blowout as it was. Oh, there's no the way the Patriots. I, I. That's another point from last game that we didn't get to. Why is Tom Brady still out there at the end of that game? I wanted. To, I was. I wanted to see Jared Stidham. And if the Patriots have a big lead in Miami, you better put Jared Stidham in. You <laughs> right. better put Jared Stidham in. So we both see them winning. You see it being a little diff- more difficult than me, but we both yes. see them winning. Just to be clear, I don't see it difficult because the team on the field. I see it difficult because of the uh, uncontrollable variables of the weather and the, the, well, I guess the grass is controllable, but not by the Patriots. In our narrative there. Yeah, I understand. Yes. Okay. So to wrap things up today, we are recording this on September 11th. Um, So we usually try to make this a lighthearted and fun podcast, but today's different. Today is the anniversary of one of the worst days in American history. Today is the 18th anniversary of the 9-11, of the September 11th terrorist attacks that killed over 3,000 people and changed this country forever. So we want to thank everyone who's ever, who has ever and will ever fight for this country. We want to thank our first responders and everyone who keeps it safe at home and abroad. It's not lost on us that we sit here talking about football and bitching about bad football while there are men and women fighting for our freedom around the world. So we'd like to take a moment of silence to remember all the victims of the September 11th attacks. Thank you. We'll be back next Wednesday with a recap of the Patriots at the Miami Dolphins.